what brands, what you know, experiences are available to us as working parents, and why isn't there this kind of like elevated, you know, um, edgy experience um, for for moms today? Everything was still just like rainbows and sunshine. It was like if you weren't an Earth Mother, then you were totally excluded, or you were, you know, there was this perception of like, okay, well, you just are in sweats eating bonbons. And we were, you know, going to board meetings and giving presentations and, you know, doing a ton of work travel. And so we really just weren't seeing professional parents um, reflected in, in the workplace. And so that was the, just early conversations of like, what is all this um, was really just the, the seedlings of, of Superkin. Yeah, our Add to Resume campaign was sort of the, the building block of where we are today. Um, it was it was about shouting out that parenthood is a superpower, that it gives you skills that belong on your resume. You are building empathy, you're building resilience. And you know, there's that incredible research that um, Amy Henderson of Ten Lab has done around your, your brain elasticity, um, that it actually changes in the first year of parenthood. And so you do, um, you do change as, as, as a parent in, in positive ways. Audrey Goodson Kinko wrote an article last week about why prioritizing your career is good for your kids, right? Yeah. And this idea that, you know, um, we sort of shame and guilt women that, you know, that prioritize the career is wrong um, because we, the, the research, right, has shown time and time again that children of moms you know children of moms who were employed are just as happy as adults mm -hmm. as the children of moms who weren't employed um, because that's the biggest thing for working moms right or moms that have a career is we're worried about oh my god are the kids gonna be okay are they gonna be fine am i doing the right thing there's this anxiety that comes with it well, you can live a life that allows you to thrive personally and professionally, that allows you to live your dreams um, and allows you to, you know, like it's okay if you want to rest, if you want to pause your career, it's okay because it's no longer about, I feel like, you know, we have basically defined this world based on what men thought right yep. was what it should be and now we are starting to redefine and we're starting to sort of create the world that we want to leave in this is level up a mother honestly podcast powered by indeed the last two years have been about mothers taking a step back to support our families as we navigate the post-pandemic future of women at work. We are back, ready to level up personally and professionally. We host real and honest conversations with global leaders in parenting, business, work, and life, providing step-by-step -step solutions for your next level. I am your host, Blessing Adeshian, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly, a chemical engineer, energy, supply chain, and operational excellence leader, and a mother of four. You will also hear from my friend and co-host, Andrea Mulan, founder and CEO of Victory Public Relations and mother to two boys. We are here to level up with Indeed. Hi, Blessing. How are you? I am fine. How are you? 
I'm very well, thank you. I um, I'm so excited to catch up with you. I feel like it's been a whirlwind of a last couple of weeks, the last week. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, I am. I am definitely jet lagged because I just flew in from Los Angeles. So flew from Los Angeles to Atlanta and to Nigeria. So I'm back home with the kids. So I'm excited. I almost wrote nice. a status. I almost wrote a status on LinkedIn um, about you know how impossible it would have been for me to for me to run a tech and media company like Mother Honestly. Um, if I, if my kids were in Nigeria, like if I didn't move my family back to Nigeria, I just don't know how I would have been able to do it. Um, so I almost want to write an article about it at some point. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a wonderful couple of hours. I caught up on some sleep. How about you? Okay. Well, I have actually, I have a ton of questions for you. Tell us about what you were doing. I know everybody who, many people who are listening probably follow you on social media. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people know, but fill us in more specifically. I, you were at two different conferences. I know you had an amazing time. Tell us what they were. Oh, yeah. So the first summit I went to was Mom 2.0. Um, it's mainly for media and marketing moms. So you find a lot of influencers that attended the conference. So that was good. It was I was there and I spoke on a panel with some amazing women like Jessica Turner with the Mom Creatives, um, Amy Show, she's a Forbes writer and a marketing um, leader, um, Joe Piazza, who is just amazing. Um, and we had a great conversation about, you know, just how mothers or women continue to, um, you know, there's just a lot of discussion these days around motherhood, around how we're going to keep up with our careers, how we're going to keep up with the household chores. Um, and then of course, how are we going to make money? So the big deal was the money piece um, for a lot of people there, obviously, they are media and marketing um, folks. Um, but I also reminded them that, you know, we can't work without childcare. We can't work if we are drowning in household chores and responsibilities. So that was exciting. Um, and then I flew from Los Angeles to San Francisco, which was the fun part, actually. Um, that was the conference that I was looking forward to the most. And um, it's the Power Plus Summit that was, it was held by the Institute for Women and Policy Research. So Nicole Mason, who is the um, executive director um, for IWPR basically planned the conference in conjunction with a lot of amazing people like Eve Rodsky, um, who started, um, who wrote Fair Play, and she also started the Fair Play Policy Institute, which I think is amazing um, because she's focused on gender equity and just really exciting times. So that was a great one because. I just met one. I met a lot of people that I have not seen in years. I mean, people that we've chatted, you know, over the course of three years. You know what I mean? Like you and I, even Andrea, like we haven't seen each other since, you know, um, since the conference in Detroit. I don't think we've seen each other. No. Um, Mm -mm. I know. So it's already been, what, three years since I last saw you. Um, Yeah. So for me, it was, you know, it was just exciting to see those people and then to meet a lot of amazing people that are also doing this work, right? Um, we had a lot of great speakers among 
them was Jennifer, um, Jennifer Sibyl Newsom, who is the first partner of California. And my goodness, Andrea, oh, nice. I really, I wished you were in the room. It was electrifying. Um, and, you know, she talked a lot about the wage gap and the reason the wage gap exists, which we know is, you know, because of motherhood. It's, the, it's due to the maternal bias. And something that I didn't know before was that she actually has four kids. And I was like, yeah. So she has four kids. I know. Um, so that that was exciting to to see that she has four kids and she's able to do a lot of great things for the state of California. So I'm gonna just pause there. Um, but it was a great, yeah. great, great. I wish I could have been there. I um this week has been this past week has been a very busy week for me personally. I had we moved, which is nice. Um, you know, I I mean it's very chaotic. Um we're still unpacking, lots going on, lots going on at work, and just, you know, one of those times that it was impossible for me to get away. And truly, you know, it is, it's the balance that I strike with my husband, who right now has a very, it's a, you know, we happen to have this move. He has a very busy schedule on his end at work. And it, um, you know, I had to sort of step up at home here. But, um, and that was, I think that was the right choice for our family in this very short term moment because the move will be over soon. And I also had the opportunity to get away with some friends last week for a girl's trip, which was something that I have not done in many, many years. And it was also so restorative, so restful, so restorative reminded me of who I am as a person. You know, I've been, it's been work and family for so long and I haven't really had much time to socialize. I'm sure many women haven't during these times, but um, I, you know, I took that time for myself and I'm so glad I did. Oh, I'm so glad you did. I mean, I thought about not going on this trip, right? Because I just felt like, oh my God, you know, I can always do this from home. I can join virtually and thank God for Eve because Eve was like, no, no, no you better come out here because this is everything you've always wanted to be with these people that are doing amazing things similar to you. And I'm just That's so glad awesome. I took that time. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. Um, I'm glad I took that time because a lot of time, you know, as women, we sort of get into our heads and we're like, Oh, you know, like I'll just do it next time. Right. Like, and yeah. this time I decided that I will go and it was the best decision for me. Um, and of course, for Mother Honesty. Totally. And what a good friend to have that you can be honest about your reservations and your overwhelm. And she can hear you for that and not judge you for that and just say, listen, I think you need to go anyway. Give you the encouragement that you need in order to do something. Because it always, you know, anytime I travel, it always feels before you go like it's a bigger deal than it actually is, right? Absolutely. I mean, so Eve definitely encouraged me, and um, and even when I landed, she made sure that I, you know, I I, I felt very very supported. Um, so we had dinner That's at the awesome. house Monday um, after Mom two point um, with a few other moms. It was fourteen of us at Eve's house, and it was just beautiful, right? Like everyone was 
doing important work, whether it's in mental health. Yeah. Uh, we had Amanda um, Getz, who is, you know, the founder and CEO of House of Wise. Oh, yes. And she makes um, the CBD gummies um, that relieves women's stress um, and supports their well-being. It was just the most amazing group of women. Um, and I left that dinner just super hopeful about the future of women, the future of work, Good. and all the amazing things that we are doing. It just confirmed everything that we've been doing, I'm honestly, which is how do we how do we make sure work and women flourish, right? It's not even just about women for us. It's also if if we don't if women are not flourishing at work, um, then there's no way women can flourish at all because we've seen that when women have ambition and they feel like they're contributing, they are happier and they feel more fulfilled. And yeah. so just having this discussion with a whole bunch of different women that are in different, um, you know, different sectors of the economy, if you will, and just seeing all the great things that they are all doing to elevate women and families that just was, I mean, I, I, I don't think I could eat. I was so excited. So I didn't eat as much. And then I went to bed at 4 a.m. I, I text Eve about something and she saw it and she was like, what is going on with this girl at four? You just left here. And I saw her the next <gasps> day. I said, Eve, I'm so excited. I can't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, no, that's amazing. Sleep. That's that's. I love that <laughs> because, you know, for so long we've been talking about how we can't sleep because we're stressed and, you know, it's just the pressure is too much. And to hear that you're feeling that sense of excitement is amazing. I love it. Oh, and oh, I can't wait to hear more about it. Oh yeah. It was a lot of good fun. Awesome. And the other part that was, the other part that was fun was meeting, um, Tish James, the tissue James, um, attorney general of New York. I mean, I just was blown away this African-American woman who came out of nowhere, of course, very brilliant and smart and has done a lot of great work in New York fighting for, to close the wage gap yep. um, and, you know, ensuring that employers can no longer ask for your past salary, which we know is something that, you know, affects women and women of color and people of color and just, being in the room with her, that just completely blew my mind. Um, and honestly, everybody else in that room at the Power Plus Summit just came in there with the agenda um, to truly lift America up, especially the women. So that was awesome. Great, great, um, great That's travel. And I'm sure you, um, I know this because we talked about it, beforehand you i know you found a lot of good podcast guests too oh yes so oh yes oh yes so i'm gonna say it on here so that way we have to hold you accountable yeah the reason i say it is because we're i'm sure everybody who is listening wants more of the details and the you know in-depth conversation and they'll get it from that you had like there's more to come these conversations are not going to stay in you know, they're in your heart and they deserve a place in your heart, but they're, we're going to share them with the world. Absolutely. Um, we, we had a lot of great people there. And I think that, first of all, I want to bring Nicole Mason, who is the, you know, the leader for IWPR right now, 
who is just absolutely brilliant. I think she needs to be on. She is a mom of twins, very smart, um, you know, from literally um, being a daughter of a teen mom and um, walking our way up um, to leading that organization. I thought that was remarkable and just how hopeful she is about the future of women and the future of people of color in this country. I think she'll be a good one to come on the podcast. Um, I also want to bring Kate. So Kate wrote a book called Equal Partners, um, Improving Gender Equality at Home, Kate Mangino. And what I love about Kate is just how she not only talks about the problems that we face at home, but she talks about the solutions. And the solutions aren't just about fix. It's not about fixing women at all. So it's not like, Andrea, this is what you need to do. It's, we know that you have done everything that you could, right, at home. So how do we get everybody else to support you? So I thought that was really um, a great um, a great book. So I'm going to read that book. And I want Kate to come on the podcast. So many other amazing women um, that I would love to see. And um, I think one of the biggest takeaways for me um, was that we... Oh, also we had Reshma, who we had on the podcast before. So Reshma was at an event. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Christine, um, she's the founder of executive director for Moms Rising. I would love to see her on the podcast. Yeah. She's doing some amazing work. She's doing some amazing work. Um, but I think one of, one of the biggest takeaway um, was that, and this was uh, Tish James, Letitia James said this when she was closing um, a talk. And she talks about how it's time, um, how our freedom as women is being threatened, right? I don't want to get into into the, the details, but I think we all know what I'm talking about. And, and, and she said, you know, it's time we put aside our differences, find commonalities, right? Whether you're white, black, Latino, you, you know, you're, you're pro, um, you know, pro X, Y, and Z, whatever that is. It's time that we do everything we can to defend, fight for, and fund our democracy. And and she talks about how women represent the political muscle of this nation and that we need to send a message to our fellow sisters out there that there is work to be done. And so, and I'm, you know, part of the reason I'm sharing that, it's two things. I think that we are at a pivotal moment in time where women and women are coming back to the workforce after literally our careers have been decimated because we just still don't have a social safety net in this country that supports women to come back to work safely, that supports the mental health of women. Our maternal mental health rate is down the toilet. Um, our maternal health is down the toilet because we are literally the only industrialized nation who is, you know, we are on an upward trend when it comes to women, um, you know, women's death, maternal death after childbirth. So there's just a lot of things that is wrong with our nation, with the workplace. And what I heard Tish say there was, how can we work together, right? So part of it, I mean, we're already doing that on this podcast, right? When Andrea, you and I were like, let's do this together. Let's work together. It's not because I can't do this podcast alone or because you can't do this podcast alone, but it's because we know that there's a lot more that we can all learn from each other by coming together. And it's the same way with the, the summit. Yeah. Everyone, LGBTQ, black, you know, white, women, men, 
policymakers, everybody was at this conference and it was very clear that for the first time I could see that we truly want equity in this country and it's only a few people that are stopping us from having that. Uh, yeah. So anyways, I'm, I'm going to drop my rant. I love that. No, I appreciate that. I don't think we can get enough of that. And this is, that is exactly why I was so excited about this and why I think we need this. And I'm proud to offer to contribute these conversations because I do believe that we, we need an honest conversation about how we're all making it work, what, where our pain points are, um, take the veil back on any embarrassment or shame surrounding that dynamic and mm -hmm. also look towards solutions. So the biggest and the smallest solutions, all of them, I think should be on the table because mm -hmm. it is, um, you know, it, it really has been a very ridiculously difficult time. It's not immediately getting any easier. I don't know necessarily that easy is the outcome that we're looking for, by the way, you know, we're hardworking people who want to work hard and be challenged and, you know, have full lives and lots of things to sort of juggle and choose between. But I think the piece that we can't ignore is that, you know, we're making it, it is being made harder for people to do, to be that complex person Absolutely. for individuals Absolutely. to, you know, all of those things. So thank you. I love that. I'm always here for your rants which are not rant, Thank but you very for productive. Listening. For sure. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, thrilled. So, so this, this podcast episode, um, one of the things that I love about, so I interviewed um, Miriam, Miriam Williams and Tara Ainings. They are with a company called Superkin. And these women left corporate America after working for, you know, the big um, companies like Google. Um, and I chatted with them about, motherhood and because i oh, i used to wear shirts you've, you've probably seen this shirts um andrea it's called add to resume raising humans and one of the reasons why i really love that shirt was because we, you know it really that was the beginning of the movement of adding motherhood to the resume and I, you know i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna be honest i wasn't a fan right of adding motherhood to the resume because again this could just lead to another um, this is basically women trying to fix things versus real solutions. But one of the, but I, I loved the campaign either ways, right? Because it really uh, made clear, right? That there's a lot of unpaid labor that is happening um, just because you're a mother and we need to value that unpaid labor. We need to acknowledge it. And so that was why I really loved the campaign. And I wore the shirts. I mean, I still have the shirts in my closet right now, which I truly love. But what I love about Sarah and Tara is the fact that they've taken this further. They've basically said, look, we want to make sure that motherhood on the resume isn't just about motherhood. It's about how employers support their working parents. It is about how, you know, what policies we have in place for mothers um, in the workplace. So that was one of the things that I loved about um, our conversation, which, um, you know, our listeners will hear soon with with. Miriam, who is also on the motherboard. So both of them are on the motherboard. And um, I, I should tell you, maybe in our next episode, we talk about the motherboard, which is going excitingly well, by the way. Um, so yeah, that that's the upcoming episode. And Andrea, I know you missed this one because you were busy moving. 
I can see your beautiful house now. Looks like it's Thank much you. more beautiful than last <laughs> time. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That's kind. It is. Um, yes, I was very sad to miss the episode. I didn't have internet. So I appreciate you being, um, you know, picking up the slack for me there, which is kind of what it's all about, right? You know, mm-hmm. accepting that we have, you know, all of the things to do and that we want to do. You know, I'm lucky that I got to have this, you know, that I'm I'm in this the house and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so without further ado, should we kick it off? Kick it off. Let's go. Welcome, Miriam and Tara. I'm so excited to have you ladies with us today at the Mother Honestly podcast. How are you? Hi, Blessing. Thank you for having us. We are doing good. Excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like I have been like such a fan girl of Super Kane and everything you have done. Um, I still wear my t-shirt. I think I think I brought it um, to, um, right, right now I'm in Los Angeles and I'm at Mom 2.0 Summit. And I think um, that, you know, just your story and how both of you have created this brand that supports not just women, but families and employers in not, you know, in attracting and retaining um, women in today's workplace is so powerful. And it's one of the reasons why I was so drawn to the brand in the first place. And I still rock my shirt at a resume because I love it. Um, raising, <laughs> raising amazing humans. Um, so, so let's start with you, Miriam. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with this work, what your background is, and what how you see Supercane, um, you know, thriving in this post-pandemic future of work. Um, well, thank you for that. I'm so happy that you're loving RT. I have firsthand experience that that's the best way to make wearing our ad to resume raising a human tea is the best way to make a friend in the airport um, or pretty much anywhere. Yeah, so I got my career, I got started early in my career in New York City working in retail. Um, I started, actually, I was a temp um, for someone who was on maternity leave. uh, And when and I started at coach, and I was there for four years, and then hopped around to lots of incredible big brands. I met Tara at my second job at Louis Vuitton. We were both there for five years. Um, And I held jobs in strategy and operations. And um, all around me were, I had incredible female bosses. All around me were women that were, you know, at that point, juggling or postponing parenthood in order to climb the corporate ladder. And I kept getting the message that if I wanted to be serious about my career, I needed to wait to have kids. And so my husband and I started our family eight years into our marriage. I was in my mid-30s, and I had a completely different perspective on motherhood and work. At that point, I was a, I was more you know, experienced. I was more sophisticated. I had higher expectations of myself and the world. And so when yeah, it, when my son was born, I started to really think about what are the messages that women are getting? What are, what are the ways that we show up in the office as, as parents? And those were the early days of, you know, Tara and I, as just as longtime friends, um, talking about what, you know, what, what brands, what, you know, experiences are available to us as working parents and why isn't there this kind of like elevated, you know, 
um, edgy experience um, for for moms today. Everything was still just like rainbows and sunshine. It was like if you weren't an Earth Mother, then you were totally excluded, or you were. You know, there was this perception of like, okay, well, you just are in sweats eating bonbons. And we were, you know, going to board meetings and giving presentations and, you know, doing a ton of work travel. And so we really just weren't seeing professional parents um, reflected in in the workplace. And so that was the just early conversations of like, what is all this um, was really just the the seedlings of, of Superkin. I love it. I love it so much. And I think, you know, again, similar story, right, with how I started Mother Honestly, which is how do we how do we help women um, effectively combine work and family? Because it was just so hard. I had no clue. Um, I think with my first child, I had a lot of support and I was so young and I didn't realize just how incredibly hard it was. And then I had my second child and that was when I was like, whoa, because I had an upwardly mobile career. My husband was also like, you know, just blazing his career. And we were now like this couple in this family that had this upward trajectory and we had to also raise two humans and so it's so hard and um and it's so impossible especially in a society where there isn't a lot of support um for for women especially when it comes to child care and paid leave a lot of things that super cane um continues to fight for um when it comes to how do we support women how do we make sure that women have the um the resources the toolkit to thrive um in this post-pandemic future tara let me let me come to you because i know you and miriam you work so beautifully together by the way i mean i'm just i'm like i need a co-founder i need a friend to run this with me because it's so lonely sometimes and so i just love to hear i think one of the things i would love to hear from you is how has it been working together right as women as mothers and building the solution out for not just women but also for companies for ergs ensuring that this ecosystem of support is available to women outside of the home yeah, no, I, I think every day, like we're so fortunate to have each other uh, as friends and as co-founders. Um, Miriam and I both actually had met up in our third, or like at the time it was our second company together um, out in the Bay Area at a technology company. Um, I was actually one of the first employees um, and had the first um, baby at the company. So I actually wrote the maternity policy. And that was kind of like the seedling for us around like, how do you think about support for parents in the workplace? But I mean, I think we were, I think it's so important. So I've seen found, so I'll say I've seen founders, our previous founder, like, you know, solo founder and first time founder, and it is really lonely. And there is, there's so much to do when you're starting a company um, across the board, things that you're experienced with and things you've never done before. So I just feel really lucky that um, we have worked together before in corporate and startup environments. And then there's just that automatic trust that comes with that. I think we're both driven, you know, we have the same expectations for ourselves professionally as well as personally. And so it just works out really well. And I think it's a huge part where, you know, to bounce ideas off of each other, to, you know, tackle projects separately, or, you know, I might be better at this and Miriam's better at that. So we kind of split where that makes sense. And so, you know, it changes, it feels, you know, like in a startup environment, three months is like a year. So that's always interesting to ride the highs and lows of entrepreneurship and certainly um, the past two years, given um, the pandemic and what that's done to working parents has really 
given us a lot of content and ideas and just frustrations and um, just feel really lucky to have that type of partnership. I love it. I mean, one of the things that we're seeing, obviously, as a result of the pandemic as well, is women, you know, working more together and really understanding that in order for us to, I think there was, I can't remember the name of a company, but she was the founder and CEO, and she was having that third child and realized that, whoa, we're going for a series C, I'm having a baby, this doesn't make any sense that I have to continue to do all of this alone. And she brought on um, a co-founder and it's just so beautiful to watch how that has completely shifted the entire company. And I think, you know, this is what happens, right? Nothing bad happens when women work together, when women lead together. And so um, just so, so appreciative of the work that you all are doing and, you know, the ways that you're finding um, you're working beautifully together. So let's let's chat a little bit about Supercane and um, and what that means, right, for women. Uh, how have you evolved from, you know, that, because when I think of Supercane, I just think about t-shirts because I love it. But is there, like, how, how has the company evolved in supporting in supporting parents in the workplace? Yeah. Well, you know, we, we started Superkin with a mission to challenge the outdated narratives of motherhood. And actually some people who've known us for a long time know that we actually launched first with professional maternity apparel. Um, so it was late 2019, early 2020, our, um, like the perfect black maternity pant, uh, you know, it, like the great professional, you know, like chic silk top that you could wear to a meeting or a board meeting and you when you happen to be pregnant. Um, and then, of course, uh, March 2020 came around. We had this incredible feature, full page feature in Women's Wear Daily um, on March 5th, I think. And it said, dressing professional while pregnant is harder than it should be. And we were like riding a high and then Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson got coronavirus and the world shut down and everything changed, not only for how we live our lives, how we work and how, what our, what our emotional and social experiences were, but what we were wearing as well. And so um, it was a really tough, you know, moment to be selling professional apparel. Um, but what we really dug into um on top of kind of leaning on each other was our community and thinking about, okay, this, we're here to challenge these outdated narratives. That doesn't necessarily mean, okay, now, you know, wear a Zoom top. It means like, what's it like to be a mom right now? Like how many minutes a day do you get to work before your child busts in and asks for a snack? And how much unpaid labor are you doing relative to, you know, your partner? And so it was really a time where we thought about what are the messages and the conversations that we want to be having? And what are the realities uh, for, for our community? And so we really invested in that in those early days of uncertainty. Um, and I think that was really, I think in so many ways, like that kind of kept us going instead of us just like refreshing our Shopify site, waiting for people to buy, you know, black pants. And so when we had the opportunity to think about like what, what was next for for our business it didn't feel right to kind of double down on apparel in like the sort of um like the black pant you know professional sense but we always wanted to think about how to push our message further and it really felt like 2020 parents deserved a rallying cry um we saw people doing such incredible things we were all you know spread out so so thin 
And, you know, when, when schools didn't reopen in September of that year, it was like, oh my gosh, now we've got a whole another year of this. Um, little did we know what, you know, there's so much uncertainty. And so, yeah, our add to resume campaign was sort of the, the building block of where we are today. Um, it was, it was about shouting out that parenthood is a superpower, that it gives you skills that belong on your resume. You are building empathy, you're building resilience. And, you know, there's that incredible research that um, Amy Henderson of Ten Lab has done um, around your, your brain elasticity, um, that it actually changes in the first year of parenthood. And so you do, um, you do change as, as, as a parent in, in positive ways. And so um, that, that was something that we really wanted to, to put out there in the world. Um, and then that campaign really gave us a platform to talk about all the issues that we cared about um, in a different context outside of like a traditional apparel brand um, to start talking about advocating for paid leave, to start talking about Black maternal health, to start talking about, um, you know, gender equity. Um, and so we've done, all, you know, we're fair, we've got certified as fair play facilitators um, as part of sort of this uh, pivot and this journey to working with companies to help them support their caregiving communities. I love that. And I, of course, I love fair play. And I had I had dinner with Eve last night. And I'm, I'm like, just... And of course, with with a few other women, actually a lot of women. I think it was fourteen of us in our, um, in our on our dinner table, and just having this conversation about everything from mental health, burnout, and you know this idea that women will continue to work for free in our society um, when it comes to childcare, parental leave, household um, management, and and when you know what is it about our society, right, that makes it so easy to dump this on women and um, and to not support women the way the way they should, which is why a lot of what we're doing, right? Or whether it's I'm gonna honestly or superkin is so important. Um, because we need we can have enough of this conversation. We need to keep having this conversation um with our partners, with society and 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 quite frankly with our government. And so um one of the things that you touched on and I want us to share, you know, to sort of Talk a little bit about that because you know the theme of this podcast is level up. Um, so we are leveling up with Indeed, and one of the things that we talk about is women are starting to come back into the workplace. A lot of the women that left as a result of the pandemic, we're now starting to see some comeback, right? And so when I think of coming back into the workplace, I'm I'm all about you know we don't just come back, right? We level up, and what are the ways that we can level up? Um, whether that is in our career, whether that is you know, even in the workplace, how can the workplace prepare to support women in a different way? Uh, because, and, and then what does that support look like? Because we've seen time and time again where, you know, there's a lot of promise made. We are going to support our caregivers and we're going to support women. We're going to cover backup care. And, and we don't see a lot of that translate, right, into more advancement for women, into less burnout. And so from your experience with, um, you know, the work that you're doing with Superkin, which is sort of creating this, um, you know, support, right, um, for families, um, at home and in the workplace, how can we level up? Yeah, I think that's like a great, I think it teases up nicely for the stat that really, I think, makes people take a double look. I mean, the idea that um, up to 75% of an organization's employees have some sort of caregiving responsibility. 
And yet leadership thinks it's around 25. And so I think that's like the first challenge, right? Is that you can't manage what you don't measure. And I think the, I, we, you know, we kind of see it as, you know, kind of where we are with Superkin is we think about, you know, just even take the first steps into parenthood, which is um, the journey to becoming a parent and eventually becoming a parent. What does that look like? A lot of companies, I think, say, oh, well, we support parents. We support moms. We have maternity leave and check the box and move on. And you're like, okay, well, that's just like table stakes. When more women are in the workforce than ever before, um, you know, 40% of women are breadwinners um, and that number is growing. The There's just so many transformative shifts that are happening in family structures in this country. And I think companies are kind of falling behind a little bit depending on, you know, maybe some of, their, some of the industries, some are more advanced than others, but really just thinking about what are those um, benefits that are, you know, some of those are just table stakes now, like, you know, checking the box and saying you have three months of maternity leave while yes, that is better than other companies where we, and knowing that there's no national paid leave in this country, um, that is lovely, right? But we all know that it go, and that's where Super King comes and we say, we go beyond parental leave. So we think it's important for companies to think beyond that, because as you know, you've had a child, that's just the beginning, right? Like, you then are dealing with childcare and that's a problem or that's a challenge and that's a thing on your mind for the next 18 years of your life. And how do companies kind of meet you where you are um, as a working parent when there's dual income, more dual income households than ever before? How are companies providing the best resources? It doesn't, you know, we always say like kombucha on tap and ping pong tables and these like crazy silly perks are just that they're silly. They're not substan substantial. So um, what is it for companies and how do they think about going beyond just parental leave? Because that's table six at this point, you know, and I think there's what's incredible is to see is um, the statistics beyond, beyond supporting parents. There's DE and I, um, you, you know, it's helped support. It's like a, it's a, a critical pillar in the DEI strategy. There's, um, you know, it helps with productivity, retention, and a talent attraction. And I think that's something that we just want to keep, you know, preaching that to organizations and educating them on these transformative shifts that we're seeing. I want to pause here and talk about our partner, Indeed. The last few years have forced women to rethink the role that work plays in their lives. In fact, flexibility has become a major priority for women going back to work. As a mother of four, I understand how important it is to have flexibility in your job. As much as I would love for things to always go according to plan, life with kids is unpredictable Indeed can help mamas like you find a company that is empathetic and understanding of your needs. Because it's not just about finding a place to work, it's about finding a job that works for you. With Indeed, you can find a job that has the flexibility to fit your life, not the other way around. Not to mention, with Indeed's Work Happiness Report, you can make sure a company scores well on the things that matters most to you like compensation, inclusion, and flexibility. 
Visit indeed.com slash better work to learn more about how Indeed is committed to helping women find better work. I think, unfortunately, um, so many of us have had a moment or a, a manager who, so many of us who have been in the corporate world have had a moment where somebody said something that really changed the way we viewed either ourselves in the workplace or our team or our work. Um, and so we think a lot about not just how, what are, okay, great, you have backup childcare, but how, what training and resources are you providing to your managers so that they can show up as empathetic leaders, so that they can recognize this, the signs of burnout, so that they can support their team in, in, the, in, in the work environment that we're in today. Um, because as we know, the, the burnout levels are just unbelievable for the pandemic era. And so um, one of our favorite workshops around um, leading with empathy is really focused on like these make or break moments, like literally, okay, well, it's like, we're going to outsource empathy to you today. Here are the, here are the 10, here are 10 examples of times when you can really blow it with, a, with an employee and how to re, like, let's reframe, you know, some of the context around what that employee is experiencing and how can you show up um, as a manager that's going to then retain the employee as opposed to alienate them. I love this so much. And, uh, and I think, especially as, as we come back um, and level up, I think it's important for, for women to get that support um, because the burnout is real. Um, we are seeing moms in a depressive state. A lot of, a lot of moms are on pills um, and it's, it's super, super hard for us to watch. And, and we're also seeing this with the kids as well, right? Whether it's teenagers um, or even young tweens that are, you know, mentally, you know, stressed out and burned out. There's just a lot of content out there now and it's overwhelming and it's not sustainable. And so how do we support the overall mom? I, I think that is, that is super important as we think about this new, new era <laughs> that we found ourselves. Um, I want to, I want to get a little bit personal because I know both of you are moms. And so how have you applied this to your own personal life? Right. Um, maybe Miriam, let's start with you. How have you applied all the things that, you know, you are learning and implementing as a leader in this space in not just your work, but even also your team, right? How have you guys, you know, because one of the things that we have seen here, more honestly, is that as we learn different things, we are applying it directly. So for example, we have 11 employees now and you know, it's all about, you know, we're doing asynchronous work and synchronous work. We don't care about where you are, where you leave. It's about the results. It's about the deliverables. And so we are, as small as we are, we have a paid parental leave policy. We have, you know, a flexible work policy. A lot of these things, we are leading differently, right? So can you just share from a personal angle how this has affected even your your role as a mother as well as a leader um, and an employer. Well, I'll tell you a story about from I guess pre pre pando as they would say, um, contrasting with today. So I remember um, at some point my son said something to me like, "Mom, you're always in the kitchen," and he, he was two, so you know. But I was like, 
David, I have an, I have a Wharton MBA. And like, I, you can't, like, you can't speak to me like that. And I overheard my sweet, darling feminist husband saying, David, mom, mommy, mommy, you know, mommy's very smart. And she doesn't just sit in the kitchen all day. Like you can't talk to her like that or something like that. And I remember, I just like kind of flew off the handle. Um, and I handled that totally wrong. Um, but I think now about the example that I want to set for my son <clears throat> around the boundaries I set for myself around taking care of myself. Like he, he's always seeing me exercise, take the time to see my friends, to be, um, you know, to kind of fill my cup. And I really embraced that in the pandemic. I was not so great at that in the early days of parenthood, but I really have found that if I'm going to be like the, my mental health is, is so critically important to being able to show up um, as a mom and as a professional to feeling like I'm ready to tackle the day. I've got to get a sweat in in the morning so that my creative juices can start to flow. Um, and so I've learned so much um, in just, you know, the five years that I've been a mom. Yeah. And I think um, I would say two things for me. Um, one is the kind of concept of hustle coach culture. Um, whether it's that my, and especially during a pandemic, being an entrepreneur, um, and actually my husband is, had, has and had an essential business, so he wasn't actually around <laughs> in the home like most people um, during the past, you know, years now at this point. But I think it was the idea that like I, having worked for uh, world-class leading brands um, and then a startup previous to Superkin, um, uh, it was definitely an unhealthy balance of life. And that's when I became a mom at my previous startup. And it just like, we were burning, my husband and I were burning the candles at both ends. Like we have, I have this very vivid moment where my husband and I were both traveling. He say he was landing, um, at SFO at a certain time. And I had to be at the airport to catch my flight to leave wherever, wherever, wherever I was going. And I thought, oh shoot, we have a child like where is she gonna go at this time and i i just thought oh well, we'll exchange her at the airport and i was like oh my god this is not a normal way to think like this is not a sustainable way to be a parent to be a working parent um that's when i found out about urban sitter which is great and a savior at that point but um definitely taking the time um you know to go on a walk midday or to yes same like miriam like exercise or meet a friend or just get out in nature, um, walk my dog, whatever. So I definitely say like kind of reprioritizing the concept of hustle culture and actually just deleting it from my vocabulary and really think about being product productive, more efficient with my time. Um, and then, you know, I have two girls, which I never imagined myself to be a girl mom, but I obviously can't imagine it any other way. They're the best and they're four and six. And yeah, I mean, I think it's just thinking about what do they hear from me? What What are the things that I say in front of them? Um, how do I best prepare them for the world? Um, and it's really, it's awesome to have sisters. Um, they get along for the most part. Um, but I just think it's like, I want to make sure I'm setting the best example for them. And like, my daughter came back, um, her teachers know what I do with Superkin. And the other day, Taylor, my youngest comes home, she's four, four and a half. And she says, Mommy, do you help other other women, you must help other women with your job. I know. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> and so it's just really good, I think, for them to see that, um, 
you know, we both have challenges with work um, and schedules, but we make it work and that they're like the most important things. So yeah, it's been quite a roller coaster the last two years. Absolutely. I mean, I have, I have three girls and a boy and it's the same thing. My 13 year old sees everything that I do and she's very excited. In fact, she proofreads some of my <laughs> when I'm writing a newsletter or, you know, I'm I'm putting up a blog post or an Instagram post. She's like, okay, you you spelled this wrong. Can you, can I edit for you? And it's just so, so lovely to watch, right? Um, We wrote an article, our editor-in-chief, Audrey, um, Audrey Goodson Kinko, wrote an article last week about why prioritizing your career is good for your kids, right? And this idea that, you know, um, we sort of shame and guilt women that, you know, that prioritize the career is wrong um, because we, the, the research, right, has shown time and time again that children of moms, you know, children of moms who were employed are just as happy as adults mm-hmm. as the children of moms who weren't employed um, because that's the biggest thing for working moms, right, or moms that have a career is we're worried about, oh my God, are the kids going to be okay? Are they going to be fine? Am I doing the right thing? There's this anxiety that comes with it. Um, so that's a newsletter that we, we we had last week that I thought maybe that, you know, that's a good one um, for all us to, to read again. But um, I love this idea, this new world that we're living in and showcasing what's possible for our mm-hmm. girls, showcasing what's possible for the, you know, for the next generation to say you can, it's not about having it all, but you can live a right. life that allows you to thrive personally and professionally, that allows you to live your dreams um, and allows you to, you know, like it's okay if you want to rest, if you want to pause your career, it's okay because it's no longer about, uh, I feel like, you know, we have basically defined this world based on what men thought, right, yep. was what it should be. And now we are starting to redefine and we're starting to sort of create the world that we want to live in. And um, that was one of the conversations we had last night at a dinner was, you know, just the idea that we all are sitting here and we're, we are somehow recreating this world, redesigning this world. And so this is now going to be a world that is redesigned by women for everyone. Because what has happened is that men have designed this world for themselves in a way that allows them to thrive in a way that allows them to get away with doing literally nothing and women doing a lot of the unpaid work and so now we're recreating this future where women are saying hey we want to live full bold exciting and and sexy lives and so how do we do that how do we create a world that we want to live in um that also allows our young girls to live in a holistic way. So I'm excited. I mean, I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm super, super excited. Thank you both. Wherever you were going, we want to be with it. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, this group of women and, you know, Tara and I talk so often about the way that we are all moving. We're all on the same journey where we have the same mission and how powerful and inspiring, um, you know, this, you know, all these culture warriors are together and yeah, I think, you know, I think we're all onto something. It's, it is very exciting to see this, these tides shift. So 
absolutely well thank you both for coming on the mother honestly podcast let's do a quick round robin um just because i know andrea will kill me if i don't ask she's gonna be like what happened you didn't ask about the round robin so <laughs> i'll ask you remote work hybrid work or office work i'm gonna go hybrid i love to have the camaraderie um, I'm a, I'm pro like hybrid with a two, with like a two days in the office. I do. I like, I like to, you know, see people have a chat, but I think, you know, but spare awesome. me the commute. Best, best productivity tool. Best productivity tool. I love using your calendar as a communication tool. Things like, you know, if you want to be there for a bath time, block, you know, block 4.30 to 6 or whatever and say ask before scheduling. I think that's a calendar hack that every parent can employ. Um, so yeah, I think we have like, you know, maybe all the same basic tools, but how you use them to, to really establish boundaries. And I'm always searching for one. I actually don't have, I've heard a lot of good, I'm going to say my wish list, maybe I got to start looking into it as one note. I've heard really good things about that and I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to that's what I've been reading about. I need to try. I love it. I love it. Tea, coffee, or just water or juice? Coffee. Coffee. I have my coffee cup yeah. right here. So <laughs> I guess that's the new. Um, sure. Yeah. I love but it. I love it. Well, thank you. Okay. Official, <laughs> I, I will say official superkin policy is that you are never allowed to say or use the meme, but first, coffee. Oh, I know. I know. Like, I'm like, no. Like, but first, first I do the coffee and then I drink all the things. It's like, no, we just, we all just drink coffee and that's yeah, okay. Exactly. That's exactly. Oh, I'm so excited. So I, maybe, maybe we share this, but we're so excited about the upcoming Unpaid Labor Summit, um, September 29th. I think it's the day we've set it on. Gee, I, I should, I probably shouldn't be saying that just in case the date changes, but we're looking at 29th, 30th of September and it's the unpaid, the very first unpaid labor in conjunction with Fair Play, Mother Honesty and Fair Play. We're going to um, kick that off this year. We're super excited and I'd love, I mean, I'm excited that Super King is also going to be involved in that and we can find ways to really have um, honest and raw conversations about care in this country and, um, and how we can um, continue to elevate the work and value the work and time of women, right? So. Truly. I appreciate wait. appreciate you both. Thanks for all the work you do in this in this ecosystem. Love you all and chat soon. Yes. Sounds Thanks, good. Blessing. It was great Thanks. to be with you today. All right, talk soon. Bye. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mother Honestly podcast, a production of the Motor City Woman. Before you go, the Mother Honestly membership is open. We offer programs and toolkits that support you on the home front and work front. Corporate memberships are also available for employers looking to provide real solutions to employees at home and at work. Our Mother Honestly team are Robin Kinney, Audrey Goodson Kingle, Christine All, Oluchi Obonaya, Fumbi Showande, and more. Follow us on social media at Mother Honestly. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Your reviews are important to us. Leave us a review and share with a friend. Come back next week as we level up with Indeed.